You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. So tonight, let's go in a bit and just see some things. There are quite a few things that you know, I've just burned you know, in my spirit since the Sunday. And um, I trust the Lord to help us to cover quite a few of them. In John 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He said, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Now, do you know when God finished all the creation? And in that Genesis 2, he put man in the garden and all of that. You know, there was no instruction. The only instruction God left for man was what? This fruit of this tree. Don't eat it. The day you eat it, you die. You know what it means? The word working in the garden then was that word. And that word, the Bible says is what? Is what? Is God. It opened my eyes. It said and in the beginning. So right there in the garden, Jesus was there. How was Jesus there? Jesus was not the fruit. Jesus was the instruction. Jesus was the instruction. And what he says to me, like we are learning now, is that whatever God is saying to me now, is God in my situation. Jesus tells a man who is blind, puts clear on his eyes, says to him, go and find the pool of Siloam. When you go there, you wash. Instruction. Praise the Lord. Now, does it make sense? I'm blind, if, even if you had removed some scales first and then sent me to watch, there'll be progressive, you know, uh, sight. But you close the one that is there and then you send me to go and find, I'm blind, sir, I don't know the pool. Do you understand? And you send me to go and find. But every instruction is a manifestation of God in my situation. Every instruction from God. And that's what the mother of Jesus taught us. In the gospel of John. He said whatever he says to you what? You know why? Because whatever he says to you is God manifesting in your situation. God was in the garden. The word was in the garden. What was the word? Don't eat of this fruit. That was the word. But he was not hallowed. If he was hallowed as this word is God. You know how easy it is to ignore somebody. I mean, you know, you know how it is. You're in school or you're in an environment. They say, don't do this. They say, I was there. It's an instruction. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. So in that Genesis, God was there. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. May the Lord help us. So as we look at that passage, we see, and then from there, I just trust the Holy Spirit to help us as we navigate all of this. We see something very basic. You know, which we, we have to just capture at this point. Something basic. Brothers and sisters, for those of us who are at the Launch Our Fellowship today, the sum total of what we do with God is to obey his word. 
The sum total is to obey him. To obey his word. Praise God. It's to obey him. Ecclesiastes is the record of Solomon in his experience, backsliding and all of that. And he gave us a conclusion. What was the conclusion? 12 verse 1. He says what? Conclusion of the whole matter. What? He said, fear God and keep his commandment. He said, this is the whole duty of man. This is the whole duty of man. The word of God is God. Is God. If you and I don't get anything tonight, let's get it. The word of God is God. If someone came and, you know, did some things and dressed in a particular way and looked queer and, you know, awkward and some terrifying, you will say you saw something. But you see, the whisper that drops in your ear, you open the Bible, that thing that you read in the Bible, the word of God, is God manifesting in your circumstance. Praise the Lord. And if you would obey, if you would hearken to it, the experience will do what? Surely follow. It will surely follow. Okay? So God is manifested or God was manifested in the garden in that instruction. And throughout the scriptures, God is manifested in the word he says. You know, sometimes I thought on this, and maybe you've thought about it before. How come of all the means of being born again, he says, if you shall believe you know, in the Lord Jesus Christ and confessing with your man. You see, but you know that is an instruction. So they say, how many of you want to, how many of you want, um, want me to give you a Rolls Royce after service today? All you need to do is say, just, you know, uh, say that uh, Pastor Ikenna is the tallest man, you know, in this church. You know, don't notice the other people that are tall. Just say I'm the tallest man and you have a Rolls Royce. Now, that's your business. If you want Rolls Royce, what do you say? It's an instruction. It has no direct correlation with the Rolls Royce. That's what I said. Praise the Lord. I'm the one who is holding the knife and the yam. It's what I say you will do. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's the relationship. Now, as simple as it is, some people will still say no. That's where you have to thank God for your salvation. Because really, the gospel we heard that converted us, many people have heard it and what? It didn't mean anything to them. It didn't mean anything. And you're wondering, sometimes you say, just say the prayer, just say the prayer. And I say, now, I will say it, let me think about it. How, how many of us have ministered to someone? And you're sharing with the person, the person just says, okay, are you ready? And meanwhile, there are some people you say, say, I'm ready to pray now, I'm ready to pray. Even sometimes in public places. They say, yes, they have hearkened to the word. The word has brought fruit in them. But some people just start obedience. But maybe if you finish and said, well, we now need, uh, we are raising funds in our church, five million. He hasn't given his life to Christ, so he'll give four million. Because that God is a discerner. Praise the Lord. So God was in the garden and God was disobeyed, was ignored. And that's why the consequence was that serious. Let's come back to that Genesis and, and we'll see a few other things there as we move on. So like we learned on Sunday, you know, God created everything that he created and it was beautiful. It was excellent. And then God put man. And the Bible says in Genesis 2 verse 7. It says the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And Bible scholars will tell us that breath of life that they told us there is what? Is Zoe. That breath of life is Zoe. You know that breath of life God breathed into man at that point. It's not oxygen. Oh. Praise the Lord. Oh, it's not oxygen. Praise the Lord. God doesn't breathe oxygen now. Okay, I think we've learned something tonight. Oh no, God doesn't breathe oxygen. Is there oxygen in the moon? Is there oxygen on Pluto? 
No, now, thank you, Holy Ghost. I, I didn't know this. God doesn't breathe oxygen. Everything God created, every animal God created was breathing oxygen. And the Bible didn't tell us God was going about into dog, into lizard, into all of them. No, now, oxygen was part of, the, verse 7 pattern says, God, when God formed man of the dust of the ground, oxygen was part of it. But when God wanted to bring him down into the same level where he would have a spirit just like God, that's when he breathed his spirit. Praise the Lord. So God's breath into man that time was giving him something over and beyond the animals. And that's why it's called the breath of life. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, taking man over and beyond the animal creation. Praise the Lord. At that point, God completed what he said. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And let them have what? Dominion. So, the spirit of God was now in man. Praise the Lord. But it gets a bit interesting. Because now God puts man in a garden. And in the same garden, he puts a tree called what? The tree of life. Praise the Lord. Now, let's see how it connects with breathing, sir. I did a little bit of study. Okay? So, when the base animals were made, when dogs were made, when uh, the monkeys were made, what did they start breathing? Oxygen, isn't it? Now, did any of them take in oxygen? One draw. Eh? No, wait now. One draw. And then continue to live forever. What did they continue doing? They kept taking oxygen. Even you as a man now, can you just, you know, quarrel with oxygen for a few minutes? Eh? Praise the Lord. Are you sure? Now, let me give you this information. It might interest you. They said the average man breathes in, you know, breathes 16 times in a minute, 960 times in an hour, 23,040 times in a day. And in one year, you know how often you take in oxygen? 8,409,600. That's how much you take in oxygen. But you had oxygen the previous second. Why do you keep taking it in? I'm going somewhere. You know, on Sunday, we asked a question. Why was the tree of life there? You know why? Because when God breathed into the nostrils of man, the breath of life, it was not supposed to be one blow seven apples. You see, in Acts of the Apostles, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Isn't it? In chapter 2, from verse 1 down. By chapter 3, what happened? They said they were also praying, what? Fill us again. The point of the breath of life was to initiate the life of God in man. The tree of life was supposed to be the gas station supplying refuel. Are you getting in there? The tree of life was there to sustain the life of God in man. And now you know what the food was there. The trees for food and all of that were there to sustain the nature. But man kept eating the one that will sustain the body. And left the one that will sustain the spirit go down. That's why serpent, the serpent, could bring down man. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? What is a tree for? A tree is for supply. So God put what he gave to us. What's it called? The breath of life. And then, what is breath? If somebody says, this is over in a breath, what do you see? Fast, isn't it? So what he gave us was breath of life. Beautiful. But then what does a tree talk about? A tree talks about stability. A tree talks about constant supply. So the breath of life was given to man to give man a taste of God. To give man a hunger for God. To give man, you know, a desire for something higher. 
So the moment God introduced man into the garden, if all things were right, Adam and Eve should have won. They should have run to the tree of life and don't and take him more. And they walk above. What do they do? They go back and do what? And take more. That's why the psalmist said, as the deer pants after the water, the water, so my soul what? Longs after you. When you get this thing right, that's how you'll be longing for him. It's a taste. You see, I told us on Sunday, the devil is a perverter. When people are on drugs, when they've tasted drugs, they pant after it. When you have tasted life, when life touches you, you will pant for life. More life, more life, more life, more life. That's why David was so loved by God because he got it. David said, you can take anything away from me, but please don't take your Holy Spirit. I depend. He was jostling for the Spirit of God. He said, that's what I want. Is someone hearing me? That's what it was there for. But unfortunately, I don't know. Possibly the tree of life may not have looked as attractive as the trees for food. It may not have. It may not have had the shape. It may not have had the colors and all of that. So because of that, man ignored it and continued to live. The same way, multitudes. The other day I was praying for the Muslims that are fasting and I was just praying, Lord, save them. And the Spirit of the Lord said, why are you calling Muslims as if they are the only unsaved people? Just pray for the unsaved. You know, it's as if once someone becomes, is a Muslim, then you're talking. But there are many people around you who claim to be Christians or who are not even. Not, so just pray for the unsaved. I understand you're praying for, sir. Just pray for the unsaved. You know, but there are so many people who, unquote, are Christians. But they have no encounter with, they have no desire, no taste, no hunger for life. Because they're eating food. Adam and Eve were eating food. Praise the Lord. And surviving. Like we learned on Sunday, we don't know how long they stayed there. But the one thing that was necessary to sustain them and to keep them safe, they never went for it. Praise the Lord. And for us tonight, we are learning this so that we can look into the time that we are in and be a different people. Praise the Lord. And be a peculiar people, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, so that we can show forth his praises. This thing God designed is beautiful. I'm telling you the truth. When we catch it, it is beautiful. It's beautiful. I started by saying, the whole thing in the Bible is to get man to obey God. And it should strengthen you, but also challenge you, that remember that Enoch and my brother mentioned did not have the Bible. Praise the Lord. But his walk with God was so accurate that what happened? God took him. That tells you that the reason you're holding Bible is not to preach, is not to quote, is not to write a book. The reason you're holding Bible is to obey. The Bible tells us, the word of God tells us that those who do not have the law, who out of their hearts obey, are justified. So today we make so much of knowledge. People are feared because of the knowledge of the word. No, it is the obedience. The knowledge is for obedience. Joshua 1.8. It says this book of the law, in that Joshua 1.8, there's a background to it, please. In that Joshua 1.8, verse 1 says, God said to Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. You do what? Arise. Now Moses was the one who had such a marvelous you know, encounter experience with God. And that was Joshua, just a servant. Praise the Lord. Just a servant, just, you know, running errands for Moses. But God, from verse 7, began to tell Joshua that, listen, I'm the only big man here. Praise the Lord. 
<laughs> I'm the only big man. You see, that Moses, that mighty Moses to you, you see, was my servant. Put verse 1 for us. Okay, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying what? He said, Moses, my servant, is what? Moses is my servant. He's your girl, but he's my what? He's my servant. Praise the Lord. Every man brought by the side of God, no matter how big, you know. And someone had made a point which I think is very true. The day you start looking at me higher than yourself, I have, I have not brought God well to you. It means I have brought God, you know, and wore him as, you know, side by side. If a people see their pastor, their leader as God, there is something wrong there. Because the best of man who is teaching about this God, a thought of it, at the thought of it, when they suggested that Paul and Barnabas were God, they tore their clothes. If people regard you as God and you're still standing, you don't roll to church to help them. There's a problem. Anyway, so Moses to, to Joshua, I say, God said, he's my servant. Well, the point I'm going to now is verse 7. Go to verse 7. Verse 7 now says to him, only be what? Strong and very courageous that what? You may do what? Observe to do, to obey. What stood Moses out? The Bible says, by faith, Moses, when he became a man, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He was saying to Joshua, what changes men is how they obey me. Simple. Let me hear you say that. What changes men? Is the obedience to God. Simple, simple, very simple. Very simple. Very simple. It's obedience to God. It's not even knowledge. The reason we study, sir, the reason you're here is to know so that we will do. So, coming here, studying the Bible, all of that, if it does not translate into obedience, we have wasted our time. We have wasted our time. The reason for all of this you know, he said, trust and what? Obey. Now, why is it important to know, to study? Like, you remember what we are looking at. This is part two of knowing God that we started on. Why we need to know him is that when you know him, brothers and sisters, to obey becomes a delight. Praise the Lord. To obey becomes what? A delight. It becomes a delight. Now, if you don't know him very well, okay, you, you obey, but you can obey, you know, like the cows that were lowing. You know, they were crying. They were making all the noise. You know, but they were still obeying because they were over, overpowered by the power of God. But when you know him, when we study the word, it's to come into that beautiful knowledge of him. So that we can, like Paul the Apostle, you know, say, this is my consuming desire that I may know him, that I may come to the fellowship of his own, that I may be conformed to the image. You see, it's no longer something that is external. It becomes an internal pursuit. Praise the Lord. But that level can only come as you and I enter into the correct knowledge of God. Praise the Lord. Correct knowledge of God. So, still looking at this you know, thing that happened in Genesis, we see God's beautiful marvelous, you know, plan for man. And then another point I want to make from here is this very important point that will help us in our Christianity. You know, sometimes when we're in situations, or even just generally, we imagine God and his enemies. That's the enemies of God. Okay? I mean, you understand what I'm saying? God and the competition. You know, 
believe the Spirit of God was trying to say something to me. He said, um, there's a mechanic in front of this um, uh, uh, facility here that does body work, the Lebanese man. Can he be in competition with uh, Mercedes-Benz? Who said to? Why? You see, we are laughing, Abby. But he can take metal and knock it. Hmm? But he doesn't have the iron smelting. He doesn't put together. So he can be in competition with other panel beaters. Praise the Lord. But we can't say, ah, this man is really competing. Mercedes has to wake up. Praise the Lord. But Mercedes and BMW are in competition. Okay? Okay. Can we say um, America is competing with Nigeria for relevance in world politics or in the world economy? You people, ah, are you not Nigerian? See the way you're laughing. Because, you know, now they're saying for visa, we have to appear and stand at attention. And we're begging, we're shaking. Because there is no basis for comparison, isn't it? But we can say America and China are struggling for, you know, economic dominance. Now, competition implies that there are levels of measurement where both parties eh, equal themselves. Now, who is God's competition? I want you to think about Who is God's competition? You know what the Spirit of God? He said, I don't have competition. You know why? I made everyone. Even, he said, I'm the one who created even the blacksmith. Eh? You see, Isaiah said, who are those that say that God's called them? Let them even do evil. Not even do, do good, do evil. Just do something. Everything they do, God is the one who, what? who permits it. God is the creator of the devil, creator of the demon. Everything that exists, God is their maker. You know why? In the beginning, God created. There is no other creator. Praise the Lord. No other person exists like God. So when we sing the song, you know, I saw part of a line of that song when we're singing. So no, no one like you. There's no one like you. We, we need to enter into the revelation of there's no one like you. No one on his creator. Praise the Lord. There's no one. He's creator. And then he's not just creator, brethren. He's also the one that will be standing at last. He's the alpha and omega. So he started it. When all is said and done, he's the one that will decide the way it's ended. That's why the Bible says, every knee shall bow. You know, every knee shall bow. Do you understand? You see, he's not agitated. Every knee shall bow. Praise the Lord. As simple as that. Where is Abacha? Eh? Every knee shall bow. It doesn't matter the noise. They can speak pompous words. They can make boasting. They can say they will wipe out the church. They can say this. Every knee shall bow. First level is that they will be put under the ground. Then ants will decide whether it's their nose or their eye. Do you understand? Our God, talking of our, our Lord Jesus Christ, He said, has been made head unto principality. All of them, everything. Now, why am I sharing that? I want to share that to help your faith. Brothers and sisters, your God has no competition. He has no competition. But you know what He said to me? You know, He said, I have no rival. I have no competitor. He said that there's even none you can really call my enemy. The enemies are our enemies. They're not. They dare not. <laughs> Do you understand? They dare not. What did the demon say to Jesus when Jesus came? The madman of Gadara. Did he say to him? He said, why have you come? Ah, we know you are God, but why did you come now? Allow us time. And when they were going to push him further, he said, okay, please, you cast us out. But please, just send us to the swines. The devil knows God is not his rival. He doesn't even think it. We are the ones that think it. 
But tonight, it's out of our minds. Our God is mighty. He stands alone as God. When God says you stand, sir, stand. No shaking. Praise the Lord. No shaking at all. You go there, can't be. When God says to you, go, just go. Are you hearing me? So he says he stands alone as he's not just creator, he's the imaginator. What he created is the one who taught it out. He's the imaginator, he's the creator, he's the sustainer, he's the finisher. He alone. He's Alpha, he's Omega. Praise the Lord. Now, what is the problem? What do we see in the world? He says to me now, what it is is this, sir. I have no competition because I'm all that there is. Okay? But there's something that happens. Ignorance of me creates room for you to live a life less than what I said you should live. That's why, no wonder, our Lord Jesus Christ said, eternal life is the knowledge of God. And Jeremiah 9 9 says, let not the wise boast in their wisdom. Let not the rich boast in their riches. Let not the mighty boast in their might. He said, let him that boasts boast in this, that he does what? He understands and knows me. You know why? You can be rich, but be ignorant of something about God. And you'll be under bondage. If you see the way they manipulate people who don't know God. Someone will say, okay, black cat in front of your house on a Wednesday morning. And you want to go to work. Okay, I say, what's it mean? He said, ah, and he's even pregnant. That's how the man will reverse you. Cancel all the meetings. Why? Because, yes, he was feeling somehow in the morning. And somebody who who sees him, who has third eye, has seen that he was almost going. If if he had left, trailer would have, black cat, pregnant one. You see, the ignorance the man has of spiritual things has already put bondage. Immediately, the devil can operate. The devil operates only in darkness. That's why it's called the power of darkness. And where there is darkness is where there is no knowledge. Where there is no knowledge is where there is no light. God said to me, I have no competition. Let the people know me. When they know me, light will flood. And when light floods, it dispels darkness. And when darkness is dispelled, every man will carry wrapper cover himself. How many of us have gone to our kitchens in the night? You know, you settled in, you've needed to do some late night, you know, shopping. And you just go to the kitchen, you know. As you turn on the lights, you see different guys, all of them just scampering because your light has come. Cockroaches have to flee. Do you understand? You don't chase them. Once you just turn on the light, they don't stay there looking at you. They scamper. He said the problem people have is darkness. Any area of your life that you don't have the knowledge of God creates room for the enemy to operate. The enemy cannot oppose light. Hallelujah. I wish I had a torchlight. You turn off this light now with a torchlight. Any direction I flash the torch, what will happen? Will darkness say, I know, go, go, I know, go, go. It's not possible. But any direction the light is not in, There's darkness. What is light? The knowledge of God. The knowledge of his will. The knowledge of his counsel. That's why that song we sang, you know, that efficient song we sang. It says to him, able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all that we could ask or imagine, according to the power that is what? The revelation you have. The revelation you have. What you don't know can kill you. In fact, what you, you say, my people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. 
You know, lack of knowledge. And that's why these things are written. You study the word with a sincere heart. God will reveal himself to you. And you walk with a strength. You walk with, you see, brethren, you see, the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing, okay, about riches. You know, I don't talk too much about it. But the beautiful thing about riches is that it gives confidence. You see a short man. I don't worry, I don't want to call you out. But let me call you out, please come. Yes, come, come. You're not even short. You're just cute, you know. You're the, type they, you're the type they use for movies, you know. My brother had a friend, you know, who was more like a friend, you know. Let me be careful. I wanted to call his name. Just think that his name was Jack, you know. He was smaller than you. You see the wife this guy picked. Let me tell you how they were. Come. If he's working, he came one day to the house. Just hold me now. Hold me. Hold me. You know, be leading me now. He said to me, he said, Pastor, meet my wife. <laughs> you see? But the guy was loaded. You see? With the money in his pocket. Eh? Imagine, imagine if you just left church now. Eh? With an alert that there was 50 million in your account. Just show me how you'll be walking. <laughs> I want big boys. You understand what I'm saying? You see? <laughs> no, don't blame the rich. Thank you, sir. You see, the Bible says the wealth of a rich man is his what? Strong city. So please prosper, but by God's plan. Amen. But there is something better than prosperity. The Bible says the excellence of wisdom. But where I'm going is that, you see, the knowledge of God gives the same confidence, but a higher level. That's why if you're a Christian, you don't have money, you don't have revelation. Do you understand? That's why you'll be walking like this. You'll be walking like this. No. When you know God, it says, I know the thoughts that you have towards me. There are thoughts of good. Listen, you see, praise the Lord. Let's read the Bible with open heart. How do you think Joseph could have been walking around in prison, encouraging people? Did you think he thought his end was prison? He knew the plan of God for his life. He knew Joseph could not rot in prison. The people he went to say, how are you doing? You know, hello, hello prisoner. How are you this morning? You look a bit downcast. How may I help you? Not prisoner, but he has revelation. Child of God, when you have revelation, in that you face me, I face you. The way you will carry yourself. Because God is with you. God is for you. You can't be going, walking about like, no now. It's not possible. The knowledge of God is strength. Say, those who know their God, what will happen? They will be stronger. Christians, just be patient with me. That's why I challenge this overemphasis on money. Because money is all that the unbeliever has. But you, you have God. You have God. And with God, you have more than money. With God, you can have money when it's needed. With God, you have favor. With God, you have insight. With God, you have direction. With God, you have angelic help. With God, you have peace that passes all understanding. Do you know why there is first class in the plane? So you can sleep in peace. But how many of us have been in a very wealthy place? Maybe hotel or something like that. The best of beds, everything. And didn't sleep. Because you see, you can lie on the bed, but the bed can't lie inside of you. Jesus said, the peace I give to you, the world can't supply that peace. I give it to you internally. And it flows all over you. 
Is someone hearing what I'm saying? The knowledge of God. So the Spirit of God was saying to me, He said, I have not, let the people know me. Let the people know my, let them know what I said. Let them know my plans. Let them know my character. Let them know, you know, just the way I do things. When they know me, the devil will not bother. Praise the Lord. You won't bother. You come, you're serving God, and then the enemy is taunting you. Uh, uh, you don't have this, you don't have that. If you know your father, the Bible says all things are yours. Do you know that? How many people have had pity on Bill Gates, have mocked, um, is it uh, Mark Zuckerberg? Or is Mark Zuckerberg that wears T-shirt? How many people have told him you don't have suits like pastor? You know I might have more suits than him. How many people have said, look at this man, real yeah, man, you know get suit. Eh? You know get a vest like a lumen. Hmm? Praise the Lord. How many people have yabbed him? You know why they don't bother yabbing? They know he has. The same way, if you're a Christian, you have. Whether you're wearing, you know, um, gangster jewelry on your neck, is immaterial. Christ in you is the hope of glory. So we walk around, praise the Lord, adorned with the revelation of who we are in God and who our Father is, is an adornment. You know, when the Bible starts talking about, you know, it says, let your beauty not be of braided hair. And, you know, costly apparels and all of that. He said, let it be what? He said, let it be the hidden beauty of the heart. That's what he's talking about. Praise the Lord. You know whose you are. You know the plan, the eternal plan of God running through centuries is passing by you. Praise the Lord. You, you know all of that. Nobody can put you down. Nobody. The person is not born. You talk to God in the morning on the way you're talking with him. In the night, you talk with him. He says something to you. You ask him questions. He sends an answer. He said, yes, my daughter, yes. He said, yes, but look at it this way. And he said, thank you, Father. And you have such a relationship, sir. Who can be as rich as you? Nobody. That's where we should get to. And that's where Adam and Eve began to miss it. They did not cultivate. Now, we talked about the tree of life. What that tree of life was to do, sir, was the more they ate of it, the more the life of God they had, isn't it? I know what that more life of God would have implied, sir. They would have known God more. But you see, their knowledge of God was at the lowest level. Because the serpent's attack was not a scientific attack. It was a moral attack. It simply said God is a liar. Now, there are some things you come and tell me now. Pastor Law said, eh? You remember like David? You know, the people who came and said they killed Saul. He said, wait, bring a mold for them. Praise the Lord. There are some things you come and tell me, Pastor Lord said. I will just say, wait, I will call SS for you. Because I know you're lying. You know what? I know him to an extent. But if I don't know him, if you tell me he said that, I say, hmm, look at him. He said that. What about this one? Then the person will go and tell him, ah, this is what he also said about it. Adam and Eve were deficient in the knowledge of God. So the conversation implying that God kept something from them could be entertained. But as you and I grow in the knowledge of God, you see, obeying God won't be, like I think we've made the point here, it won't be because of anybody. You say, God, uh, you know, you're excited. Praise the Lord. You're excited. I told you here, when I met my wife, oh no, if she sends me on an errand, oh no, just send me. Just, oh no, a baby. Just, you know, send me a message. Send me a message. You see? Why? It was love. 
you understand? When you know him, you will love him. When you love him, they say to give to God. You will not measure. You won't calculate whether it's 5% or 3% or 10%. That one is business partner that you calculate percentage with. Is it not? So many people who are still quarreling about the percentage they give to God, they have not fallen in love with him. Because when you fall in love with God, nobody will tell you. He's in partnership. That they say, but Mr. A, you said you bring 5% now. Why are you now bringing 4? Then they start arguing. But when this knowledge of God enters, and child of God, that's our buffer against whatever the enemy throws at us. Oh, because he will throw. That's why the Bible talks about the shield of faith. To quench the fiery darts. He's going to throw things. And some of them will be 3D. You know the one that's 3D? 3D means that the hand will come out, the monster will come out from the television. You know, you'll be seeing it like this. Some of them will look so real. Praise the Lord. Some of the symptoms, some of the situations will look like it is final. But then you know this is not God's plan. Let's rise on our faith. Lord, I thank you. Tell him, I want to know you. Lord, I want to know you. Let no darkness remain. Let no darkness remain. He says, you're forsaken. How can he forsake? He said, I've inscribed you upon the palms of my hands. He said, the mother has connected as she is to her baby, may even forsake her nursing child, but I will never forsake you. He said, I will keep you. I will watch over you. Let the Lord know. Tell him, Lord, lighten my darkness. It's not the devil. It's nothing. It is the deceiver playing tricks on areas of ignorance. This night, I'm not leaving this church, allowing the enemy room in my life. Maybe it's somebody's health. Maybe it's somebody's relationship. Maybe it's somebody's finances. But above all, is your work with God. Is, your, is it your marriage? The devil is said to you, listen, this thing has gone this way. Lord, tonight I'm saying, let your light shine. Let your light shine. Allow the light of God. He has no rival. He has no equal. He has no competitor. He is God. He said to me, how can? How can? He said, no, I am God. Your father is God. Your maker is your husband. He said, I'm the one. I'm the one. I hold all power. I hold all might. All authority. The, every contrary oppression you see is because of the ignorance of men. The ignorance of my children. So tonight we're saying, Lord, we want to know you. We want to know you. Let the light, oh Lord, of your revelation flood our hearts. Let it flood our circumstances. Let it flood our mind. That we may know you, oh Lord. That we may know you. Let there be no room for the deceiver to operate. We don't want to hear his voice. We don't want to entertain him. Help me tonight. Help me, oh Lord. Help me. Help me. I, I come to the tree of life. Tell him I come to drink of you. I come to eat of you. I come to interact with my God, with my Father, with my Maker, with my Source. I am of you. I am by you and I'm for you. You are my God. You are my God. I want you to talk to the Lord. I want you to talk to the Lord. Submit to Him. And if there's any area of your life, maybe your finances, whatever area, then you say to the enemy, get thee out of my way. Get out of my presence. I'm in a journey with my God. Listen to me, brethren. It says no good thing 
shall he withhold from him that walketh uprightly no good thing so lord i'm thanking you for every circumstance you have permitted me to go through for every situation i do not credit that weakling i do not credit that defeated fool i do not bring him into the conversation you are my god worthy of all praise worthy of all honor i will worship you i will worship you i will worship you all my days my life is yours my days are yours blessed be your name father we just thank you let's just thank you lord thank you let your light shine Oh, Malaka Tosakata Legeribanga, Le Poshe Legeribanga, Santa Legeribanga, Shekeba Goshe Geribaba Legeribando Sundus, Le Kababa Legeribando Sundus. Yes, this will be my desire, this will be my pursuit to know you, Lord, to glory that I understand and know you, that you are my God, that you are my God, that you are my God, you are my God, my Lord and my strength. You are everything to me. Yes, Lord. Malay Kerebando. Yes, please, we can drop our feet to sleep. Malako Sheka Makalagaragada. Le Koshe Le Gerebanga Sanda. Le Koshe Le Gerebanga Sanda. Le Koshe Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Dispatch darkness. Mako Sanda Yanda. Le Gerebando Sheka Makalagaragada. You can pray in the Holy Ghost. Let us pray. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God. Let us pull down every stronghold of the darkness, every deception. of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashankari, Abuja. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.